Hey everybody, welcome to Stock Bites, the show that breaks down yesterday's market movers, last week's volume ads, and tickers that are getting a lot of pub on social media. As a reminder, we are not financial advisors. Please do your own due diligence before you choose to invest. And we are a listener-driven podcast. If there's something that we missed about a company or a specific ticker that you'd like us to discuss, shoot us an email. Stockbitespodcast at gmail.com. Stockbitespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Let's get to the show. We're recording right now. All right. Yeah. Good morning, Trey, or, or good afternoon over in Dubai. Yeah. Sun's starting to set. Off. It's good, man. I'm exhausted. I taught four classes yesterday. I think I burned something like 3,000 calories. I came home and I ordered delivery from the 7-Eleven. I had four bags of ramen noodles and a frozen pizza. That was my yeah. dinner. And then a yeah. bowl of protein oatmeal. And uh, <laughs> so my poops this morning were delightful. Yeah, wonderful, man. Uh, How are you? you know, so I was thinking, do you remember? Uh, yeah, I, I think that memory works in a pretty funny way. Like you and I could both be present for the same event and remember it in two totally separate ways. And the thing that I was thinking about uh, last night is when we were like, I don't know, I was maybe six and you were four and we're messing around with a baseball bat in my driveway on Phil Street. And I, the way I remember this happening is that I, somebody threw me a ball, I swang, and you were behind me, and the backswing came and hit you in the face and That's right. may have knocked out a couple of your teeth. Uh, you know, I'm counting my teeth right now, and they're all still real, and I don't know if any of my baby teeth came out. I think that'll be have to, I'll have to ask mom if uh, I actually had any pop out. It's very possible. I just, Do you remember that, though? I just remember the, the immediate aftermath. You know, like when a kid falls, they look around to see how bad they need to react, and I just remember getting hit, everything going numb. And then looking around at everybody's panicked faces and then starting to have a heart attack. Like, oh, shit. I just remember the, just the moments after and nothing else. I remember being on the street together. I remember this, the back, it was the back end of the swing. And then everything else has been stories that have been passed along from our families for the so last two decades. No, 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 no. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that are, I'll have to be speaking to my therapist for the rest of my life that you did do on purpose, but uh, that was not one of them. No, all is forgiven. All right. Well, I think that that's a pretty easy transition into ideonomics. Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. 30,000 Robinhood users added ideonomics yesterday. It's pretty crazy. You saw, I think the stock closed up 48%, but, you know, during the day got up close to 80% and, you know, had a pullback, found some support around the $3 and basically, you know, $3 and five cent range for bouncing back up. It's up pre-market. And, you know, we, we've talked about how 
you know, you're flipping a coin when, with this company and whether or not it's fraudulent, but, you know, looking at, they're partnering with PetroChina, the third largest oil company in the world. And they're converting gas stations to electric vehicle charging stations. They announced a couple new deals this week for, I don't know if it was buses or taxis or whatnot, but the, all the PR just keeps coming out as positive. They, you know, they've partnered with companies like Tesla and, you know, Billy, I don't know, what's the taxi cab or the Uber company over there that you like? Yeah, DD, DD or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And I expect it to keep, I, I really expect the volume to stay elevated today. And I would expect a, another green day, maybe not 50% up, but uh, what, what is your take on this for the day? Are, did you, did you sell out yesterday and just capture so, gains or, or what um, do you do? That's something that I'm learning. That's something that I, I have continued to research and I have tried to find the correct way to take profits on something that I want to hold long-term. Um, I am up quite a bit with Ideanomics. I'm, I did average up. I'm at $2.21 a share. And right now it's at $3.41. And I have a little over 3,000 shares. Um, so the emotional roller coaster as it goes up and down has definitely been unique. Uh, when it hits that baseline around three, it's nerve wracking because you watch all your profits go away. But then when it goes back up to 340 and 370 while you're asleep in the States, you get excited for the fact that you held on to all these shares. Um, so it's definitely, like you said, a two-sided coin. It's the, it's the, you're up when it's up and you're down when it's down. And the question of when do you take profits? When do you take profits, George, personally? I did yesterday. Okay. And how did you do that? Doubled the investment. Well, I, uh, hell, it got up more than double uh, my entry point. Was and then it started to pull back. Like right, right as it started touching up against four dollars, it found some resistance and, and started dropping off. And I just got lucky. I sold it about three eighty and was able, you know, whatever. Did made you 100% sell percent return? And just waited and bought back in around three ten. You know, before it started its its ascent in the latter part of the day and so basically just pulled the put all my profit that i'd made on it pull my principal out right so everything that that happens now is extra you know, my, my money's safe my initial investment is safe and, and now we're just playing with the gains and i i think it'll continue to you know i think this is probably i, I broke this down yesterday you got two things going on here you got the dave portnoy's and the the day traders of the world who are trading who is this Dave like crazy. Portnoy? Tell me who Dave Portnoy is. He's the the barstool sports founder. He's uh, eccentric. Uh, he's wealthy, and without sports, he's turned to gambling on the markets. And you know, he posted a video. He, he's just like, listen, man, stocks are going up. What is this IDEX? I have no idea what that is. All right, cool. 150,000. Let's throw it and see what happens. And, you know, so you're seeing profits get taken, which is why it keeps running into that's a giant water bottle, which is why it keeps running into this $4 handle. But on the other side of that coin, I think you have a lot of people who are buying and holding. 
and adding the positions on dips and it'll probably break through, you know, after these, after the, the day traders cash out, get the profit and then put more money back in. That's positive. That's, that's going to make it go higher. SHLL, fourth most added stock yesterday, 15,000 Robinhood users. I don't know a ton about it. You've mentioned this a little bit. This is a either Nicola competitor or, you know. So kind of, yeah. Like the, the Nicola's little brother who tries to upstage him at the talent show or something like that. They're like, oh, right. you went public. I can do that too. Um, yeah, that's kind of a funny way to put it. It's a unique company. Uh, and the idea behind it is, what is the name of the, it's Hylian, H-Y-L-I-I-O-N is the name of the company. And so they have seen the hype behind the Tesla trucks, the big the big commercial trucks. They have seen Nikola um, take off as well with creating their own trucks. And they said, hey, what if we can take trucks that already run on diesel and just apply batteries to them. So this is a very cheap way to trick out. So if you already own a fleet of 100 diesel trucks and you can't afford these new Tesla trucks, it gives you the opportunity to trick out trucks you already own, which I think is very smart. So you can take the body of this vehicle, apply batteries to it, and essentially make it a hybrid. It's They take already made diesel trucks and trick them out. And it is this the exhibit. cost... Does does exhibit come out? Yeah, I tricked out your truck. Yeah, do you remember <laughs> pimp, pimp my ride? <laughs> Next up on MTV. Yeah, Yo, pimp my gonna, diesel truck. Right, that, and that's exactly <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. Uh, you know, if they were smart, they would hire exhibit and uh, have him do that. I got to meet him. I was on a, a film set with him once. It was pretty cool. He was taking. You know, I don't know. He was on two different levels. So he was up on this like stairwell club, but he's taking photos of extras that were falling asleep and posting it on his social media. I thought that was pretty funny, but you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's trick my truck. It's pimp my ride for those that already, let's say you and I own 200 trucks already. We can't afford the new Tesla slash Nikola costs. They come in and trick out our trucks to make them um, more efficient, which I think is smart. Say that again. Are they profitable? Um, I don't know if they're profitable. They have already, they have posted videos of them successfully doing it. Um, I know that they have orders. To what extent their um, costs are, to how much they have coming in, that's to be determined. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you, it's a hype play for me. Uh, and I'm just Mr. Emotion over here. I did a little bit of research. I feel confident that it's not a fraud or a scam. And now I'm playing the hype. Every time it drops a dollar, I buy in a share. And I've just watched it continue to climb. Um, I'm currently up 50 bucks. You know? Get you, man. I know. It's dangerous. But I'm also, I've also been playing this way for the last week. And I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm up 21% over the last week. And it's, uh, it feels pretty darn good. On June 18th, there were only 44 Robinhood users holding SHLL. Now that's up to 18, now almost 19,000. I have joined the bandwagon. And you know, uh, another thing I'm trying to teach myself is to not chase 
the um, climb and they already had a big jump. They were $10 a share less than a week ago and they jumped to 15 and now it's almost 20. Um, and I'm chasing. So I got in at 17. So some of the so, big hype has already happened. Oh, right now. Because the next thing, you know, reading this morning, Bill Ackman is launching a $3 billion SPAC, special purpose acquisition company, which is what SHLL is. These blank check companies, they're, they're formed, they go public, and their only intention is to take a private company public. You saw it with FMCI. You saw it with, you know, what, 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 what else are we seeing it with right now? Where these, this, the, the hype comes, they, they run up, they get close to 20 bucks, and then the next thing comes out and all the money leaves and the price falls back down. You know, day trading these things is uh, if you're if you don't want to chase and but you don't want to hold long term. It, it seems to me, just from you know my limited experience, that they typically don't go up past twenty dollars a share before the the merger is finalized, before the thing comes public. So I'd be careful if I was you. Speaking of of that, Bill Ackman, SPAC, three billion dollars is what he is what I read this morning that he's trying to raise. That's huge. You know, that's taking a company like Impossible Foods public, or yeah, I don't know. You know, that's going to be massive and generate so much hype. So interested to see that. Still sitting on FEAC. Those are the DraftKings guys. They've launched a new one. They haven't identified a target yet, but I think based off the hype of their last success with DraftKings, we should see some positive press once these guys announce a target and it gets a little closer to that. One other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is D-Lock. Digital location. I think it's what it's called. It was up at 1.8,000% yesterday. What wow. even a full cent to start the day? It was at like 0.005 cents a share. Ended up getting to about 18 cents, I think, at its high before pittering off for a mere four or 500% gain on the day. So did you what play happened, it? What happened there? I did not. That was that was a hype I did not chase because it had, it had then. Easy, man. It was there and gone before I had even learned about it. He's watching Twitter. Is like up one thousand, up three thousand, up five thousand, up eight thousand percent. Like, what the hell is going on? This was in the course of a couple hours. It's I've ne- never seen action like that. I, 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 you know, I'd be lying if I said that. That's what I'm, you know, that I'm looking for that all the time. But I was curious, and I'm glad that you didn't play it. And here's why: I went and looked at their Q1 financial statements. The company, and what they're trying to do is essentially buy and lease 5G towers to cell phone companies, so on and so forth. They don't currently own any 5G towers. They currently have, and they're actually headquartered in Santa Barbara, California. Go Gauchos! Yeah. But they currently have, or at least as of March 31st, they have $19,000 in cash. They have $9 million in debt coming due this year. They've already defaulted 
on one of their debt payments this year. They, <laughs> like, so, so Trey, let me ask just, you know, CFA question. If you're, if you have $19,000 in your pocket, but you owe somebody $9 million, is that a good situation to be in? Seems pretty good. Is it a Sunday or the bank's open or <laughs> can I, can I trade that on the, on the stock market for the day? A couple penny stocks. No, that sounds pretty bad to me. Well, what you can do, and this is what D-Lock is going to do. We're going to have to do They're either going to have to issue more debt, you know, to raise capital, or they're going to have to convert their debt into equity, which is going to dilute shareholders and put downward pressure on the price. So I think, you know, yesterday you had, you know, uh, it was a pump and dump. And I would strongly, strongly suggest anybody listening to stay away from these types of issues. And like, and look at, look at what you're investing in before you go press the trade button. 19,000 in cash has to satisfy $9 million in debt coming due this year. They don't actually have any product. You know, at least if with a company like Nicola, they're not going to generate any revenue until the second half of 2021, but they have $700 million in cash and very low, if any, debt obligations. That is a growth story that you can talk yourself into. It's like, right, they have room to grow. They have, they've put out plans. You know, we have partnerships with Iveco and in, in Europe, and we're going to start building our uh, you know, the Tesla threes over there, the short range trucks, and those will come out in 2021. And then we're going to buy an Arizona facility. And we're going to start producing the Tesla one and two, the long range fuel cell, you know, hydrogen fuel cell trucks. And that'll happen in 2022 or 2023. And we have 700 million in cash to get us there. Uh, you know, along with the exercise of the warrants that I think that happens on July 4th. And, you know, they'll get some, you know, 1150 a share or something like that for those. And, and who knows what else, but you can see how the company's going to get there. A company like D-Lock, you know, what the hell? And how does this company even, how are they even a public company in the first place? You know, how do you have the ability to trade such dog shit? I don't get it. Speaking of Nicola, uh, first time I've seen this, 4,000 less Robinhood users at the end of the day yesterday than at the start. So you had some people taking gains there as well. Are you in on that? No, no, I'm not. I was, I was late to the party on that one. You did send it to me and it was at 32 a share. It took yeah. off to 90 in the next 24 hours. Yeah. What else, man? What else, uh, what else are you looking at today? Any plays that I should be following or, or watching? No, honestly, I got to start going back to focusing on on the day I'm watching IDEX drop to 275. So I got to go pay attention to some stuff. Um, you want to do, Hey, yeah. You want to give me a, you want to give me a five to 10 minute wrap up? Um, What's your, do you got a final thing on the list to talk about? No. I, well, here's something that I've noticed. Quality names and this may have something to do with the fractional shares, but quality, big price tag names are starting to become more consistent on the list of ads, you know, the top added stocks on Robinhood, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft. Um, 
it's a trend that I'm noticing and that I think is it's probably a good thing. People aren't investing in the D-locks of the world. They're going out and buying Apple and Amazon and Tesla and Netflix, these big, powerful companies. That's just something that I think to keep an eye on. I think it's a good sign that people are putting more money into these profitable businesses and you know, will probably cause a few less gray hairs along the way. Um, it was certainly something to watch. And, and you know, Netflix is, over the last three months, crushing it you know same amazon's up to like 270 a share apple's at all-time highs we're close to 360 i think that's going to continue uh, i think there's definitely a lot of room and then for like the the mid-tier companies like a square broke 100 yesterday um you know some of these mid-tier kind of tech u.s based companies are going to continue to run anyway I, I i think that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on you have and something that i, I like to see big profitable businesses gaining users i think is a good thing so even anyway. at fractional even at fractional shares do you think it affects apple that much when i put 50 dollars into their company i mean realtor investors to begin with don't make that much of an impact but i think there are there's power to the people so cnbc would say that i don't make an impact but i would say that the masses at Robinhood, like you just said investing in apple have clearly made some sort of impact, right? Yeah, there's 464,000 Robinhood users holding Apple. That's a lot. Yeah. And you know, combine that with all of the the ETFs, yeah, you know, basically any large cap US ETF or mutual fund is going to hold Apple. So you got all that coming in as well. I'm not saying that Robinhood users are going to really change the price performance of an Apple or, or an Amazon in the same way that they would for a Nicola or a D-Lock or IDEX. I guess my larger point is I think that it's a good thing. It's going to be beneficial to people's checkbooks uh, two or three years from now when the company that they bought is still around and is still profitable. And it's something that I like to see just from a, uh, you know, a guy who's kind of watching the, the stock market. You want to see people making money and preserving money and, and working toward their goals and becoming financially independent. So it's That's really good nice. to hear because I'm about halfway through, halfway through Wolf of Wall Street right now, and he could not give a fuck <laughs> if people are making money or not. Uh, so it's nice to hear that you're, well, I asked if the businesses care. Your response was you're happy to see that, uh, you know, the kid with $50 can still get in on Apple and make 15 off of it. And that, at the end of the day, is by far the most important. I still have his 50 bucks in a couple of weeks, you know. Right. Anyway, gets to be a part of the game. All right, Duder. Yeah. Blow